Welcome back to the Bitcoin Layer. I'm Nick Batia, and I want to wish you all a very happy new year. For our first video of 2023, I'd like to break down what I will be watching for this year when it comes to Bitcoin and global macro. Now thinking about Bitcoin in the depths of this bear market, my thoughts over the break were, where is Bitcoin going in the medium term and how long will it take for it to get out of this bear market? What are the things that affects Bitcoin? Well, we know, of course, that there's the catastrophe going on in publicly traded miners in which miners are having to shut down mining operations because of large debt service, low Bitcoin price and a very high rate of difficulty. We also know that the FTX blow up and previous blow ups in 2022 with 3AC have led to massive waves of selling. We also have this enormous 50% discount of GBTC to its net asset value, problems at the parent company, Digital Currency Group, and we don't know what's going to happen with Grayscale, Genesis, and DCG, and this huge liability to Gemini as well. But these issues are really small picture issues when we think about the long-term trends in Bitcoin. So I'll ignore these smaller issues that have had a huge negative impact on the price in 2022 and instead think about what is the big picture for Bitcoin. So at the Bitcoin layer, you guys know we're watching the economic cycle. We're watching the long-term trends in monetary and fiscal policy. And we're also watching the slow and steady adoption of Bitcoin around the world due to the technological breakthroughs of its blockchain its decentralization, which has led to the world's first ever apolitical digital money. We have had gold be this apolitical money for centuries and even millennia, but we have Bitcoin being the first true digital apolitical money. So these are three of the main long-term trends that we're watching, but when thinking about 2023 and what I'll be watching for, you guys know we're going to be watching the economic cycle, okay? We watch rates, we watch the economic releases every single day to tell us what's going on in the economic cycle. We watch the slow and steady adoption of Bitcoin. We try to put our digital feet on the ground in countries around the world and understand what the adoption is like for Bitcoin in countries in Africa and Southeast Asia, two areas of the world we'll be focusing on a lot in 2023. But the main issue that I think about when trying to speculate on when Bitcoin will get out of this bear market, it comes back to monetary and fiscal policy. So I know that a lot of you are in Bitcoin in the long position already because of your fear of unlimited deficits at the US level and unlimited QE to finance those deficits, what that combination will do to the long-term viability of the dollar and of your dollar-denominated savings, so you're looking for an alternative asset that will protect you against that scenario. Now, I greatly sympathize with that point of view, and it is my point of view as well. But when we think about what's going on in the U.S. today, 
with fiscal policy not being stimulative, the fiscal stimulus from the pandemic has gone away, and monetary policy not being in easing mode, it's actually in tightening mode, what is the future of the dollar and what is the impact on Bitcoin? So these are really long-term trends that I'm thinking about and trying to understand when the tight policy on the fiscal and monetary side is going to reverse itself. And for that, we have to think geopolitically. Why? Because the Forex markets, the debt markets are all related. And the Forex markets are, of course, a relative game because you're thinking about the exchange rate of the dollar versus other countries and versus other currencies. So it does become a geopolitical game and the geopolitical focus of the Bitcoin layer is warranted because we have to understand how the dollar will perform over the long term versus these other currencies, mainly China and Europe. We have to ask ourselves, does the US have only five years of runway before we get into truly multipolar world? Or are we firmly in a unipolar world in which the United States still dominates the geopolitical game for another 20 to 50 years? Either one of those scenarios playing out will have an impact on Bitcoin. So that's why we're thinking about what is going on in China? How will that affect the unipolarity or the multipolarity of the world? And how does that polarity affect Bitcoin over the long term? Okay, so here are some of the things that I'll be watching really closely. Number one, the Fed's reputation. We told you guys at the beginning of last year, don't just assume that the stock market going down a little bit is going to get the Fed to cave and stop hiking rates. It is very serious about protecting its reputation. Why? We've just come off of well over a decade of very easy monetary policy in which the Fed was at zero interest rates and in QE mode for the vast majority of the time since 2008. Well, the Fed has to go the other way and show the world that it is serious on the hawkish side and is not just a dovish institution. That's what we saw in 2022. Rapid rate hikes to the point that a stock market went into bear, bear market the bond market also went to a deep bear market and the Fed didn't care. It was still going full steam ahead with hikes. Now, toward the middle of the year, we started to warn you that inflation was slowing and that the Fed would probably stop hiking rates sometime soon. We were clearly a little bit early to that call, but we still hold firm that inflation is slowing and the Fed will stop its hiking cycle very soon warranted by this slowdown in inflation. Now, this year, what is our big theme on the Fed? Don't assume that the Fed is going to rush to cut rates and go into QE just because the U.S. economy is going to recession. The U.S. economy going into recession is definitely going to warrant a Fed pause in which they let rates digest the current economic environment and they see inflation slowly come down, and they're happy about the moderation in inflation 
and happy that the economy isn't going into some severe recession or depression. Now, that is our base case scenario, a recession in 2023 without a massive monetary stimulus that we have come to expect during the great financial crisis and during the pandemic panic. So what do we expect? We expect a U.S. recession for sure as the economy is showing readings below 50 on PMI and ISM surveys, but that the recession is not going to warrant any immediate rate cuts or QE from the Fed. They are still doing QT, and we do expect that the QT will continue and that rate hikes will cease to exist, and the Fed will let rates remain restrictive for as long as they physically can. Now, it becomes very difficult to project. When are they going to stop QT, reverse into QE, and stop uh, rate hikes and go into rate cuts? But our general expectation is that the rate cuts and the QE will take about as long as it took for them to stop hiking rates. So that's at least six months as we think about June being the peak of inflation and the rate hikes not stopping until sometime in 2023. Well, if we see a pause in 2023, how long will that take to go into cuts? At least six months is what we're thinking. Number two, we're definitely watching China. China is in big trouble. Its property sector is in a great period of difficulty as the government is not allowing the Chinese property market to be marked to market. This means that you have a huge supply of housing in major cities around the country that have prices that are much higher than people are actually willing to pay. This will freeze the property sector and slow down the economy in a big way. The regime is also facing backlash from the people as three years of lockdown brought the economy to a halt, the government has had to cave and reopen the economy based off of the protests that have been happening. So we see the Communist Party under fire in China. This is going to put pressure on the economy in China. It's going to likely warrant some stimulus in China. And China will turn inward in terms of what it is trying to do on the geopolitical front. This will strengthen the U.S.'s position in the world and it will diminish at the margin the move toward multipolarity that so many people are expecting right now. It will strengthen the U.S.'s unipolar approach to geopolitics. That is something that we are watching very, very closely. A stronger dollar might come off of the back of that. And how does that affect Bitcoin? We don't really know. But a stronger dollar in 2022 was bearish for Bitcoin. So it will take another round of relative weakening of the U.S. dollar to boost the Bitcoin and risk markets. And that is something that we won't see until the Fed unleashes a big round of QE. So it will take time. That is one of our big themes of 2023, it will take time for the wave 
of tightening to turn to easing. China is a big part of that. Number three, the last thing that we're watching for in a big way is what will the U.S. response be from both the fiscal and monetary side in the recession? Now, we've talked about how the Fed will take their time in a recession to come back to rate cuts in QE, but what will the government do? We know how quick they were to go to universal basic income, or UBI, in 2020 when we had the pandemic. When we have a recession in 2023, how quick is the legislative and executive branch going to come back to UBI, and how quickly will that UBI turn back into either inflation or the necessity for the Fed to come have to finance those deficits because there might not be buyers of those treasuries on the international scale. So that marginal buyer will have to come from the Fed again. The combination of UBI from the fiscal side and QE from the monetary policy side, in our opinion, will definitely be bullish for Bitcoin and unleash another bull wave. But it is uncertain that we'll have that potent combination of inflationary dynamic for Bitcoin and other risk markets in 2023, despite the recession. But this is, again, we're not trying to make predictions here. We're trying to explain to you what we will be watching for. And so we're watching these long-term trends in fiscal and monetary policy. We're watching the long-term trends on the relative geopolitical scene, which means U.S. versus China and U.S. versus Europe and what that does for the dollar. And we are also, of course, watching the economic cycle. How deep is the recession? How quick does the Fed have to go into easing mode? And how quick is the U.S. government going to rush to stimulate the economy from the fiscal side by putting dollars directly in the pockets of U.S. citizens? And on a longer time horizon, does that become the impetus for a CBDC, a central bank digital currency that is the partnership of the Fed and the U.S. Treasury? That will have to be legislated. That's not something we think can happen in short order but it's definitely something we have to watch for. All those factors, including a CBDC that is linked with universal basic income and Fed stimulus would be incredibly bullish for the Bitcoin price. So that's what we're gonna be watching for in 2023 at the Bitcoin layer. Make sure to subscribe to our Substack at thebitcoinlayer.com slash subscribe. That is where you will get all of our timely research and analysis. We also put out educational pieces to explain to you what's going on in the rates, global macro, and Bitcoin world. Stick with us at the Bitcoin layer, and thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your time. The Bitcoin layer is sponsored by Voltage, provider of enterprise-grade Bitcoin infrastructure. Make sure to visit Voltage's website today and spin up your own node.